It's a beautiful day in the universe. You're listening to Cosmically Yours, a podcast with intuitive astrologer Kara James. I'm glad you're here. Not just listening in, I'm glad you're here on the planet. The world needs you to claim your brilliance, and in these weekly audio letters, I hope to inspire you to do just that. Sunday, November 29th, 2020. Dear listener, it's an absolutely gorgeous day in Portland. Blue skies, not a single cloud overhead, quite a rare thing this time of year, or really any time of year uh, here in Oregon. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I certainly did. It was really small, just myself, uh, my husband, and my son, and of course called the family and checked in on them as well. Uh, did you feel the moon? <laughs> I warned you that the Aries moon would be a little little potentially rough. Uh, I certainly felt it. You know, there was nothing really going wrong. The meal was coming together um, just swimmingly. You know, there, nothing, nothing that I could really pinpoint other than the fact that that moon was irritating me. I was just a little, a little off. I had to go sit with my wine on the couch alone for a little bit and just let the vibes kind of wear, wear off me. If you're a sensitive soul, cancer, Pisces, um, something of that nature, perhaps you were feeling it as well. Um, but I'm curious, did you change any big traditions this year? You know, a lot of us were not celebrating with our full families. We were doing things a little bit differently. And I was thinking about the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened early this year, one of the big events that got the whole COVID crisis started. And, you know, one, one way to look at that is Saturn representing our traditions and Pluto representing death or change. So I was thinking, oh, this is a year where we're not only changing our, you know, societal structures, which Saturn also represents, but changing our traditions. So I don't know, this year we, I made a lot of vegan food. I eat a nutritarian diet, made a vegan uh, chocolate avocado pie. That was certainly different. Um, but maybe you, you came across something uh, different to do that maybe you want to incorporate in the future. Uh, we spent some time watching the British Baking Show. Have you ever seen that? Um, I love that show. I'm not much of a cook or a baker at all outside of Thanksgiving. But they're always talking about their cakes uh, the contestants' cakes and sponges being stodgy. Well, actually, they call it a sponge. Your sponge cake is stodgy. Uh, it kind of reminds me of when I was in graphic design school, and our head professor, if he didn't like your design, he would call it obscene. You know, that logo is obscene. Stodgy seems to be the obscene of the baking world. And the word stodgy really got me thinking about the sign of Capricorn. That earth sign can be a bit stodgy, thick, uh, a little hard to move in some ways. And, um, you know, Capricorn is a sign that works hard, uh, desires recognition and reward for its effort. And this is where all the action has been happening. This has been a really tough year to see and reap the benefits of, of a lot of our hard work, right? People who have been successful in business have had to pivot, um, do things, you know, look to do things differently in some way. So I love that these planets seem to be saying, you know, the way you've done things before is not quite the way it's going to happen in the future. Success won't quite look like what it, it used to. And we have a few more weeks to really work through those lessons because, as I mentioned earlier um, in a previous show, 
You know, Saturn and Jupiter are speeding along to the sign of Aquarius. It's a sign of invention, of progress, of doing things differently. So if you've been clinging to the past, clinging to an old way of operating, you have a few more weeks to get with the program. There's fresh air coming our way. And, you know, I don't think everything's going to necessarily be hunky-dory come December 21st when Jupiter and Saturn meet up in Aquarius. I'll talk more about that on future shows. But now it's time to confront our fears. Am I enough? Uh, am I original enough? How can I be successful? It's time to move forward into the sign of Aquarius, which is about your originality, your inventiveness, your uniqueness. What original thing do you have to offer? Aquarius is a sign that cares deeply about the collective, humanity as a whole, and but yet it's also a sign of independence and originality. And so it's like, what what original thing can you bring? What original piece of yourself can you bring out into the world that will benefit the whole? So this is some of the lessons that we'll be exploring in the next few years as some of our big planets tour through Aquarius. And this is a big deal that Saturn and Jupiter will be meeting up in Aquarius. They'll be conjunct. They'll be at the same degree uh, in Aquarius. And this is the first time that this has happened in many, many, many hundreds of years. And we're setting off a whole period of these planets meeting up in air signs, communication signs, signs of advancement, progress. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting and we as a as a country, at least as we know it as the United States here um, where I live, um, we've never been through a Saturn Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius. Um, it's been it's been that long. So there's a lot to look forward to and more to talk about later. But for now, I'm thinking about how can you, in the next few weeks, get ready to bring out that, um, that wacky self within that Aquarius calls out in us. Now, there's a lot of change in the air right now. It's eclipse season. Eclipses bring change, often through endings and new beginnings. And we actually have a lunar eclipse happening tonight, which is why it's so wonderful that the skies are clear here in Portland, and hopefully they are wherever you are as well. Because no matter where you are in the world, if it's nighttime during that lunar eclipse, you will be able to, to see it. Um, not the same with a solar eclipse. They, those only happen in certain parts of the world. Um, but tonight, you'll be able to see a lunar eclipse, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, the North Node is currently in Gemini. This is the North Node of the Moon, and the South Node is in its opposite sign of Sagittarius. The nodes are always involved in eclipses. That's where the, uh, the Moon and the Sun's path intersect, which allows them to be in alignment in some way when they're at the nodes. So this is uh, how the Sun and Moon and Earth align to be able to allow uh, eclipses to take place. And when we think about Sagittarius being, you know, the South Node, um, this is a past of philosophies and beliefs um, and taking our old ideas and philosophies and ways of being and putting them into Gemini, putting them into form in some way. There's a lot about storytelling and communication that these eclipses will be stirring up for some of you. Um, Sagittarius is also 
a sign that relates to science, um, medical wisdom and knowledge, and Gemini is a sign of distribution. So seeing these eclipses um, that we'll be having in Sagittarius and Gemini, um, we're going to hopefully see this being really helpful in terms of distribution of the vaccine that's in development right now. In fact, a little history, um, back in the 1960s when Saturn went into Aquarius, um, we had the oral polio vaccine come out, which was much more easy to distribute than injections. So we saw a lot of progress in terms of um, you know, eradicating, eradicating a disease. So anyway, there's some, there's some energy there uh, with these nodes being in Sag and Gemini as well. And these are big eclipses for our president, for our president-elect in the U.S. Um, there's a lot we could talk about there. It ain't over till the orange man leaves, which seems to be happening as Mars is now moving forward. Our leadership planet, our energetic planet is heading the right direction, heading the right person into office. Um, fingers crossed. But back to eclipses, uh, you know, in a couple weeks time, we'll be having a solar eclipse. You may have noticed that solar and lunar eclipses often come a few weeks apart. Um, if you have never witnessed a total solar eclipse, you absolutely must put this on your bucket list. It is absolutely incredible to witness a total solar eclipse. Now we had one come through Oregon in 2017. And if you just stayed in Portland to check it out and you put on the, you know, the glasses that help you look at the sun, you didn't really get the full effect, right? You, we weren't in the path of totality. You had to travel a bit south in order to get into the path of totality where the moon would completely block out the light of the sun in the middle of the day. And I was fortunate enough to be able to uh, travel a bit south and be, I think, about a full minute in the path of totality when that eclipse came through. And it is like watching a baby be born or a loved one pass away. That is how momentous, how magical these solar eclipses are. There is truly nothing else like it in the world. Just imagine, especially in ancient times before um, they had figured out the patterns of how these eclipses would roll through. Just imagine going about your business, <laughs> you're tending the fields, whatever it is that you're doing, and all of a sudden, the light is completely blocked out. And when a solar eclipse happens, a total solar eclipse, it's like, I just, I wish there were words to describe it. There really aren't. Everything turns teal, blue. It's, it's twilight in the middle of the day. The shadows dance um, in a different way. The whole earth seems to hush. It's just absolutely, absolutely magical. And if you have, you know, the solar eclipse is going to impact you in one way or another, this will be happening, uh, as well as the lunar eclipse will be happening somewhere in your chart, somewhere in your life. But especially if you um, have Gemini and Sagittarius planets, um, these will be even more momentous eclipse for you. So I just wanted to give you a sense of that awe, that magic. And there's a sense of being reborn. The sun's light is is eclipsed out and moments later it is it is reborn and you know this is so this is a solar eclipse and these solar eclipses happen um, in themes so we have eclipses every year but the themes of the eclipse eclipses repeat every 19 years or so so you need to think back to 
late 2002, especially if you have planets in Gemini and Sagittarius, some of the themes that, that, that those eclipses brought up for you in your life may be repeated in some way, may deepen, may bring up another layer for you to think about and look at. And eclipses really are game changers. <laughs> they can be um, quite surprising. We might not be expecting the messages that they are bringing us, but powerful, powerful messengers for us on a soul level. And because they come to us at the nodes, the nodes of the moon relate to our soul story, our soul journey, where we've been and where we are going. So really, really potent moments in the cosmos. And what's cool is, um, you know, the moon, you might not know this, the moon is about 400 times smaller than the sun, but it is also 400 times closer to the earth. And so this amazing bit of math makes it so the sun and moon look to be about the same size in our sky. And that is why the moon can perfectly block out the light of the sun at these solar eclipses. Just absolute beautiful magic um, by chance, maybe design, I don't know. But um, if one of those factors was different, the moon was a little closer or farther away, or the um, a slightly different size, we wouldn't have these incredible eclipses as messengers for us. But fortunately, we, we do. And you know, a lunar eclipse is different. Um, I should say solar eclipses, um, like the one we're having in a couple weeks in mid-December, uh, happen at a new moon. Um, the lunar eclipse that we're having tonight happens at a full moon. So we are moving into the full moon phase um, late this evening into the early morning hours of Monday. And this is when the sun and moon are opposite of one another. Um, by that, their nature, uh, full moons have tension. The earth is between the sun and the moon. And in this case, they're so perfectly aligned that the earth will cast a shadow on the moon. And, you know, these are easier to see. We're more likely to see lunar eclipses in our lifetimes. Uh, I love traveling down to Mexico. We usually go every every January, or at least have for a few years, and uh, stay at a little lovely casita by the beach and uh, do a lot of stargazing and was down there a couple years ago for a lunar eclipse. You know, and at first, before the lunar eclipse happened, it was kind of a bummer, right? Because it was a full moon and you couldn't really see the stars. The, the light of the moon is so bright, it really does block out the light of, um, of the stars. But during the lunar eclipse, you get to slowly, slowly see the moon darken, um, go from its full light, empty itself of its light, go through all the moon phases um, within just an hour or two. Um, in that particular lunar eclipse a few years back, um, you know, the moon turned blood red and then its light is, is fully diminished and the stars that you couldn't see just pop right out. And um, it's really, <laughs> it is really momentous and hopefully you can get out, stay up very late or get up very early and go out and, and see this effect, this particular uh, lunar eclipse. The moon won't fully darken. It'll get to about 83% um, dark, but it'll still give you, um, give you a little sense of that um, and give you that experience. But um, I just can't speak enough about how incredible and magical <laughs> eclipses, eclipses are. 
But in terms of these um, these themes of these eclipses happening in the around the nodes of Sag, uh, Sagittarius, Earth node in Sagittarius and um, uh, Gemini, um, you know, we had the first eclipse in this series of signs in in June. We had a lunar eclipse at that time, and there was a lot of information around partnership. Now, it may have showed up a little differently for you, but um, the planets seem to be talking a fair bit about taking action on partnership. The sun was parting from Venus. Um, actually, I know some Gemini Sagittarius folks who parted from their partners at that time. Um, just lots of partnership aspects. Um, people leaving relationships where they had uh, been deceived in some way or maybe had been deceptive. Um, people who had been victimized in one way or another or people leaving their relationship to alcohol or other substances. Um, eclipses bring change and often lunar eclipses, especially through endings, as I said before. Now with these eclipses being in Gemini and Sagittarius, these are signs of freedom, of exploration, of possibility, of mental stimulation. So there's this sense of uh, endings to be able to find freedom and go on new adventures. So if if uh, the summertime brought a lot of lessons for you around partnership, the high end of that would be being able to really feel that sense of being alive, being free, um, having the uh, ability to um, go and explore the world in a different way than you were able to before. Um, at that time in the summer, Mars was applying to Neptune. So there was this sense of um, getting the dream but having a hard time taking action on it. So you may have gotten some messages from that eclipse, but it might have not been the time to take action on it um, just yet, um, in which case the um, eclipses that are coming up may further those messages for you in some way. So in a few weeks' time, December 14th, the solar eclipse will occur at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. Both the sun and the moon will be there. We won't be able to see this in the United States, but if you are in Chile or Argentina, um, you will be in the path of totality, most likely, and you'll be able to um, check out the full glory of a total solar eclipse. Um, but this, you know, there's also some partnership energy uh, here, and it's actually more around uh, coming into one's power. Um, Venus has a is going to be making a nice sextile to Jupiter and Saturn. There's this sense of really coming into one's own, um, coming into one's own creativity, earning potential, um, just general uh, authority. And, you know, the nodes are going to be pushing on Neptune. So there's this sense of, uh, <laughs> I'm seeing this kind of like leaving behind the, the woe is me, understanding that we are in a new normal, that it's time to uh, move from confusion to clarity, to get on with things. Um, Neptune uh, just went direct yesterday. So there's this sense of now getting more ready to take action on the dream. And you may look to where Neptune is transiting in your natal chart and that may give you some extra messages around these eclipses. And again, think back to December, December 3rd, 2002 was the last series in this eclipse. Um, but it may not be to the day. Sometimes you know, there's a few months. Eclipses take, you know, 
a few months sometimes, six months and even up to a year to deliver the information that they have for us. And it will be more potent, more obvious to you if your sun or moon or ascendant um, is uh, really impacted by that eclipse. You have to look to your specific chart. So this is some of what's to come uh, in the next few weeks. And uh, tonight, or the early morning hours of tomorrow, our lunar eclipse will be happening at 8 degrees of Gemini. And Venus, our beautiful love goddess, is still in the process of finding her freedom for some people. Again, this is a lot of what the, the themes seem to be pointing to, though you'll get more information in your specific chart. And Mercury, our communication planet, is starting to get more concrete ideas about what he wants to talk about, what he wants to teach about, what he wants to share about. So if you felt called to do any of these things, um, now is your time. Especially, I'll say, if you're around 39 or 40, you were born uh, with teacher Saturn and Jupiter conjunct, most likely. And these planets are now going to be trining that. So there's this sense of stepping into your calling as a, um, you know, as an authority in some way. So to share your, share your uh, voice, share what you've been learning, what wisdom you've amassed in your time on the planet. So... I love, uh, you know, I love the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius. There's this sense of, um, just this sense of openness and possibility, and again, freedom, freedom of voice. Like, let loose, <laughs> let loose your voice. Release all that old Capricorn stuff, those old stories of what uh, mom and dad, um, you know, want for you, or what you think society expects of you. You know, now is your time to really come into your own, put your own thoughts and ideas together, take action on them. Now, uh, you know, lunar eclipses happen at the full moon, as I mentioned, so you may have a little trouble sleeping tonight. Sometimes full moons do that to folks, and there's a lot of potent energy um, out there. And I, I must say, too, you know, eclipses, um, especially lunar eclipses, are, are portals where souls will sometimes leave the planet. And um, I wouldn't worry about, about this, but if you have someone in your life who is chronically ill or um, very elderly, if they have their natal chart aspected in a powerful way by these eclipses, um, you know, sometimes people leave, leave on those energies. We saw that in the summer, a lot of souls were leaving the planet. Um, uh, we think of John Lewis, uh, one of many who left on the energy of, of an eclipse. So just be aware, be, uh, pay attention to that. And, you know, with these being communication signs, Gemini and Sagittarius, look for messages. Spirit speaks to us in so, so many ways. Um, may come through a song, may come through an everyday angel at the corner market. You may see signs in nature, the clouds. Um, I know for me, several years ago, my, my relationship was under quite a lot of stress and strain and was really getting me to think about, is this something I can continue to invest in or not? And my message came to me in a random song that just uh, filled my head one day as I was, you know, brushing my teeth, putting on my clothes. And I started singing the song from the musical Grease. Um, how's it go? Uh, You're the one that I want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and, you know, it, it came to me of, yeah, this is, this is my person. This is who I want to 
invest in um, but you better shape up right because I need a man that can keep me satisfied the song keeps going on so look for messages that are coming to you around this lunar eclipse and they may come in ways that you don't expect and be open to them and listen to them uh, when you let the unconscious speak <laughs> let your uh, active mind quiet down um, so much more is available to you so let's talk a little bit about the rest of um, uh, aspects for the week. We've already got started talking about some of the energies of the eclipse. Um, so as you know, the moon is in Gemini, preparing for its full moon lunar eclipse tonight around 1.30 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And, you know, there's a lot here, again, around teaching, sharing your voice. I already mentioned that a bit. Uh, tomorrow on Monday... Um, the moon's a little out of sorts. The Gemini moon is uh, not quite not quite connecting uh, with a lot of the other planets. So there's this sense of feeling a little at odds or just things not quite quite coming together. The moon can't quite see her her power. Um, of course, you know Gemini moons are great times for communication, writing, sharing, um, getting all of your ideas out. Um, so do that. And then when the moon moves into Cancer around 7.30 p.m. on Monday night, then you, you can feel into whatever has come up for you um, through that day. Um, on Tuesday, uh, the planet Mercury, our communication planet, moves from Scorpio into the sign of Sagittarius. So he's leaving Venus behind. He said, I'm done with all that intense, heavy stuff. I want a little lighter energy moved in to Sag, very uh, expansive and open-minded, um, bringing new energy um, to the way we think about things, which is lovely. And um, on Wednesday, on Wednesday, the moon will still be in Cancer. We'll make a few, um, well, not, not quite hard aspects yet. Actually, no, on Wednesday, making some uh, nice aspects um, to Venus. So there's a lot of harmony um, and inspiration and creativity on Wednesday. Um, it's also a great day for strategy if you if you need to, uh, you know, really get down, get down to business. Saturn will be joining Pallas Athena um, at the same degree of Capricorn. So that's a really great day for making plans. Um, Thursday is where we get a little bit more intense because that Cancer moon will be opposite Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn in the early morning hours of Friday. Um, so a little tension there. Um, soon those Cancer moons will ease up a little bit because Saturn and Jupiter are moving forward and it will be a little less heavy at those times. Um, and then on Friday, the moon will move into Leo. Um, always nice to have a Leo moon on a Friday, um, get us open to creativity and socializing and um, you know, just enjoying, enjoying ourselves. And it makes some nice aspects to Mercury and Chiron. So really great um, time for expression and communication, um, which I love. Um, the next day, Saturday, December 5th, uh, the moon will be moving from its full phase into a disseminating phase. So whatever's been illuminated at the moon, again, it may take a little bit, uh, full moon may take a little bit longer um, for the eclipse messages, but you may have some um, smaller messages that start to come through and um, you can really start to uh, work with them at that disseminating moon on Saturday. And then Sunday, um, moon will move into Virgo 
uh, around 11.46 a.m. So just give you a sense of the energy of the week. Um, and of course, you know, the moon, the moon will impact you differently. The planets will impact you differently based on your chart. Um, so this is really giving you a sense of kind of the collective um, feelings. And, you know, the moon moving through Gemini, Cancer, Leo, those are all expressive signs this week. Um, Gemini expressing ideas, Cancer expressing emotion, uh, Leo expressing the ego, um, uh, you know, creativity that comes forth from ourself. And, uh, you know, so really lean, lean into that. Um, notice what the eclipse brings up in you. Get ready to release your old ideas, your old thoughts around, uh, you know, Capricorn types of thoughts around what, um, you know, what you need to be successful, how, you know, people aren't looking at us like we think they are, right? But Capricorn has a little bit more lessons around that um, than some. So releasing those old things and get ready to share your gifts. Get ready for Aquarius. Get ready for um, letting the world know that you're not average. You've never been average. It's time to live more open, more independently, more free. And I am excited to be with you on this journey and hope you are inspired for the fresh energy that is ahead, uh, that you are open to the messages the planets are bringing to you this week. And I remain cosmically yours, Kara James. <laughs>